The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioca. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioca of Max Out Savings Advisors and we are talking savings investments in your retirement as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. We've been doing the show for over 10 years now and uh, helping people save money and build up wealth. That's what the show is all about and it's now one of Houston's most popular financial shows. Today we we uh, you know we got a lot to talk about here today and uh we're talking about some about the uh, the markets about oil about saving about rolling over your reti- uh, retirement uh the you know I I tell you what one thing nice today I have to say it is a memorial day which is nice and uh you know we remember uh the people who have died in the wars and it and it's it, it, Particularly nice in Houston is we actually have sunlight for the first time since I can remember. Uh, it's, you know, it seems like it's rained forever, but here we are. And uh, so a gorgeous day out there. Hope you get to enjoy the day. The uh, Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. This is the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And how you do that is put away as much money in your company plan as you can, your 401k plan, your 403b, your 457 plans. And and and, and you do that on a savings basis. Uh, we recommend 10% plus the company match. The numbers all say 13%. If you're behind schedule, then you've got to cut cost in and save more, even more money, uh, particularly when you get up in your 50s. Uh, and the 401k plan has been the most successful savings plan out there. It started in the 1980s, uh, and we, we we talked about it. Uh, I think I, I talked about it in the Sam Malone show the other day. It, the uh, it now has over three trillion dollars worth of assets in it, and it, and people. It, this has been a wildly successful program. It is the most successful wealth building program the United States has ever come up with. And the, which leads me to this story right here, uh, universal pensions, a progressive alternative to retirement savings. Now we all know what progressive is. It's code word. Socialism is it's actually code word for socialism. And uh, the it, this is this is from some democratic think tank, the Progressive Policy Institute, a partnership with veteran Democratic pollster. Peter Brondance, uh, according to a poll, 91% of uh, of people in four key swing states agree that Americans are not prepared for retirement. And uh, so they did a survey, and 91% of the people said the American people aren't prepared for retirement, so they need to do something about it. Now, we just mentioned that there's $3 trillion in 401k plans, the most successful savings program in the in wealth-building program the United States has ever come up with. And here are the Democrats in the progressives coming up with, that's why it's time for the universal pension system that would help all workers save for retirement by eliminating the need to navigate the maze of tax-favored favored retirement plans in making their job-based pensions portable. Specifically, the UP, that's universal pension, would reduce today's uh, welter of tax-favored retirement accounts to one universal IRA, a choice between a traditional or a Roth. Now, that sounds really nice. People are easily confused and uh, by an IRA or a 401k plan. And so the government's going to make it very simple, either a universal IRA or a universal Roth. Now, this sounds like a good idea, and, and but here's what it is. This is the key word, the universal pension, the universal 
pension. What that means, it's a government program that everybody's in, and everybody's going to what, – what's going to start happening in 10, 10 or 15 years when some people don't have enough money in it and other people build up more money in it since it's a universal pension that everybody's in? Shouldn't everybody have the same amount? And there's been two or three countries that have tried this, and here's what inevitably happens to the universal pension is they get this giant pool of money, and the government looks at its three – let's say it's $3 trillion. And then the government, they're running short on funds, and then – so they cut interest rates to record low levels like our Federal Reserve is. Then they mandate that everybody should have at least 30 percent of their of, of their universal government pension into, into the government – into into government savings bonds that are yielding nothing or – then Democrats come up with a new infrastructure program, and the best way to fund it is is going to be everybody put fifteen percent of their of their universal pension, which their savings into the or fifteen twenty twenty five percent into the infrastructure program. These are we're going to invest in infrastructure, and you're going to get some set return back in the future. Here's what happens with a 401k plan, a 403b, a 457, an IRA, a Roth IRA. It's somewhat confusing, a SEP IRA, a simple pension. It is confusing, but here's the deal. It's your money. You saved, you worked for it, you saved it. It's your money, your name's on it, it's assets over at Fidelity, or we use TD Ameritrade. Your assets are TD Ameritrade with your name on it in, in a specific amounts, and it's your money. In a universal pension plan, yes, you still have those assets, and they have some mandated investments, and it becomes more and more mandated to simplify to prevent people from being taken advantage. All of a sudden, one day, it's not your money. The government set this up, and it's their money. And this is the problem. The, the Democrats and the progressives see this gigantic pool of $3 trillion of, 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 of savers in this country, the frugal people, the working people in this country, and they want to get a hold of it. They want it for themselves because there's so much more they could do with that $3 trillion. And quite frankly, there are some people that didn't get a chance to work at all. They never worked, and so they were unable to save a million and a half dollars. You have a million and a half dollars in your 401k plan. It's not fair to the person that never worked. They don't have any money in their plan, so we'll just divide it in two, and each of you get 750000 That way, it's much more fair. And this is the danger, and this is what this election is all about. Do we go down this progressive socialist path toward Venezuela, or do we sit there and go to a free market capitalist system that has built the most successful, the most powerful the, the most free country on the face of the earth, and that—that's the choice. And you can see it here. This is, you know, this, I'm not making this up. This came out of where did it come out? I think it came out of the Hill, thehill.com. Uh, universal p- pensions, a progressive alternative to retirement savings. Remember, when you hear the word progressive, think socialist. It. Let's talk socialism. That paragon of socialism, Venezuela. They now it is so bad in Venezuela that people are putting in gardens because they can't they they cannot afford to eat. They have no food. The grocery stores have no food at all, and it's it's utterly failing. And it's so bad that the government has launched the largest military exercise in history because they're worried about a coup, and they want to see everyone to see the military out there, and they're trying to maintain control of the military. Venezuela is a disaster. People are starving. The United States has halted giving visas. Everybody's trying to flee the country. It's all going down. They they had some opposition parties. The head of the opposition was somehow magically assassinated a couple weeks ago, but that's socialism. And of course, it's not the socialists' fault that this happened. It's not the Maduro, it's not the socialists in the Venezuelan government. It's the capitalists which aren't doing anything. They're not doing their fair share. It's always somebody else. They're never, ever, ever, ever at fault. It's always somebody else. The hallmark of socialism and communism, it's somebody else's fault. It's never theirs. And and, and that's 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 the word. Hey, let me give you a couple examples. Coca-Cola quit producing Coke down there because they cannot get sugar. The uh the, there's no there's no money in the country. Uh the Brazil the biggest Brazilian uh Venezuelan beer company has 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 stopped production. They cannot they need to to purchase the uh the the hops. 
uh, from overseas and there's no money to produce to, to get the hops. And so business everything is shutting down and grinding to a halt. People don't have jobs. There's a difference between capitalism and socialism. The United States is capitalist based socialism in Venezuela and and, and, and it is and, and look at the disaster and we, you should all this Venezuela is something you really should watch and we got some more interesting things coming out of Venezuela too that had that 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 uh have big effect on Houston which we're going to be talking later in in this show here um so it, it, it's something it, it, it's it's the world we live in today but understand the reason for this little talk is understand we have to be have our guard up at all times with our savings and 401k plans. It is the most successful savings program it, the world has ever seen, and the government, particularly the Democrats and the progressive, have have their eye on it. And and it always remember they always move in increments. They'll never say they want to take over the 401k plan. They'll come up with a new program, and then the new program will work, and then it won't work so well. And then they'll decide, look, let's just move all the 401ks into the new progressive program. And, but you can invest in whatever you want, and it's in your name. And then a couple years later, they have a crisis, and all of a sudden, look, here's what we decided. People are losing too much money because they're having their own choices. We want to simplify it, so we're going to use these 10 funds, which is simplify S&P 500 fund, a bond fund, an emerging market funds, an overseas fund, uh, a high-yield fund. So you, you have the same opportunities, but it's low fee. You're no problem. And then a couple years later, the government's going to look. We're having a problem funding our deficits, which are now out of control. We, we're going to put everybody's pension plan into in, in a 20% uh, of it into government bonds yielding a half a percent. And then the next year, it's 30%. And then they decide, well, let's have an infrastructure program to build more bridges to nowhere in uh so we're going to put 30% in that, and all of a sudden you look up one day and all the money you saved has gone into the plan and it's all gone. With the 401k plan, it's in your name, it's your money, you work for it, you strive for it, you sacrifice for it, and they can't get it. And that is hard for them, and it's, it's, it's a difficult pill for, for, for government to, because they have to control the money. And this is what this election is all about. So I think it's interesting, it's really been fascinating. Uh, my thoughts on the election, this thing is still completely up in the air. Uh, Trump, Trump's looking good. I mean, the Republicans are pulling together. The Democrats are fracturing. Uh, we'll see who wins California. It will be Bernie or Hillary. And then you got Joe Biden in the back of the classroom with his hand jumping up and down saying, pick me, pick me as president. And so the minute Hillary trips up or somehow accidentally gets indicted, uh, Joe Biden jumps in and, uh, it's off to the races, so nobody knows what's going on there. So we, it, it's going to be a how do you, what do you say a long hot summer, and uh, so it's going to be interesting. A lot of stuff, a lot of exciting things happening, uh, a lot of things moving in a lot of directions, and uh, it's going to make for an interesting uh, watch. And the American people are fascinated by this. I tell you what, the the they they were talking Bernie Sanders and Trump for a while. We're going to debate, and they thought it might be the biggest the debate in the history. There would be so many people watching it. The American people, the interesting, the American people on all sides are really dialed in on this one and, and watching it closely. Uh, by the way, this this way we'll to get back to, to, to some of the markets and, and, and savings in a minute. But this goes back. If you ever read Tocqueville, the French uh, man that came over the United States and he wrote about the United States. Uh, quite a bit in the early uh, in, in the uh, in the I think it was a, was late 1700s I think uh, the it, or 18 uh, early 1800s one of the two very early 1800s he came over and he'd write about it and, they, and he'd write about it and they'd come back to because the, the Europeans were fascinated by the Americans and 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 so and one of the things that he he that amazed him is the American people loved to talk about politics. They loved it, no matter where you go. I, I remember reading, he said he was in the middle of Kentucky somewhere, and I think he, you know, the horse could only go like 30 or 40 miles or 50 miles, and there'd be a little house or somewhere you could spend the night. There'd be nothing for 100 miles in any direction. He, he, you'd get there, and that guy would want to know, what's going on? What's he hearing in Washington? They loved politics. The Europeans were afraid to, because if they said anything, they'd get thrown in jail by the king. The United States is a distinct, 
different and fascinating place, and that's what makes the Constitution, our our, our Bill of Rights, and our free market system so unique in the world. Now, I tell you what, we're going to get, but we're coming up here in a quick break. But uh, if you got any questions or comments, give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. And by the way, we get we write a lot about a lot of things we're talking about in our Max Out Savings Report. If you hadn't signed up for the free report, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. And if you need some help with your retirement, you can also go. There's a lot of stuff there. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, this is Sam Malone. Summer, not that far away. Do yourself a favor and think about installing Radiant Barrier Attic Foil to your home. Ultimate Radiant Barrier Attic Foil blocks 97% of the radiant heat. Ultimate Radiant Barrier Attic Foil installation can bring the temperatures in your attic down 30 to 40 degrees. Think about the savings on your energy bill. Think about how less work your AC will have to do this summer. They can also provide you with foam insulation and even solar fans. Ultimate Radiant Barrier Attic Foil Insulation is the best thing that you can do for your home, for your peace of mind, for your energy bill. There's no need to trap all that heat inside of your house. The owner, Mark, calls back everybody. Phenomenal customer service, years in the business. UltimateRadiantBarrier.com or call 713-805-0394. That's UltimateRadiantBarrier.com. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Geico presents Kathy, the candid real estate agent. In the master bedroom, you'll see there's room for a king-size bed. And take a look at this walk-in closet. Now just imagine all these custom shelves and drawers turned upside down when a thief goes through them to take your entire vintage sneaker collection. It's hard to know all that comes with buying a home or condo. That's why the Geico Insurance Agency makes getting covered for personal property loss and damage quick and easy. Call Geico today and see how much you could save on condo and homeowner's insurance. When you go to work in the morning, you have plenty of choices. However, only one morning show can inform and entertain you at the same time. It's the Sam Malone Show. We take issues seriously and try to put a smile on your face, too. Along with J.P. Pritchard, Chuck Tiller, and Tom Fontaine, Sam Malone covers everything from local to national news, talking with key newsmakers, getting to the truth, and letting you know what's really happening. The Sam Malone Show, weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on AM 1070. The Answer. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you have any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. Uh, and that's what Carl did. Hello, Carl. How are you doing? I'm good. Good morning, Ted. Uh, my question is, because my wife has a traditional IRA. Okay. And I want, is it legal, I think it is, to move that into her... 403B, her teacher's retirement, and if then if so, uh, are there any uh, negative consequences that you would see from making a move like that? You know, I tell you, you can't do that. Generally, you can't move a, an IRA back into a 401k or 403b. Now, you can move the 403b from one 403b to the other, or the 401k plan from one 401. Plan to the other one, huh? Because, and, and that's the reason I'm asking is because uh, I've, I've talked to uh, Vanguard and Lincoln Financial, and they've told me I can do this, and so I'm just trying to make sure. You know, let me double check on that because I know it. it you, I, we, we, you're, uh, a couple years back, we tried to do something with the 401k plan. Let me check in the next break on that, Carl. Uh, it, Thank you very much. It, it, I certainly do appreciate it. And, and if you can't find it. I'll just send you a quick email next week. Okay, yeah, I mean that's a good point because I—that's something that's actually that 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 in the past you've not been able, at least with the four hundred one k plans, the four hundred three bs 
uh, that when I'm not I'm, I'm not as as sure on that one. But let me let me let me double check on that and see what we can come up with. Uh, but but I'll get you an answer back. Because and by the way, Carl, this is something you want. I think you're going to see more and more of this. You really want to consolidate all your 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 uh, 403bs and your IRAs together. It, and we see this more with 401k plans. You want to consolidate your 401k plans. You want to consolidate your IRAs because we see too many people spreading things around too much, and particularly with the fees and different things today. Uh, and, and with some of the new for the new rules coming out of the, out of the the government, it's going to be harder and harder for 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 firms to hold smaller accounts. They're just not going to want to deal with it. And so, but this is a good point. I'm going to get you an answer on that. Thank you. And the reason I'm looking at it is because uh, Lincoln's offering a much better deal than than I'm getting through uh, Janice that I currently have. Thank you very much, Ted. I certainly appreciate your show. Oh, sure, sure, Carl. I'll get you an answer. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. The uh, yeah, I mean this is and this is something you're going to see more, more and more uh, happening out there. Is you're going to see that it's just with the new rules, a lot of firms just don't want to, don't want to, aren't going to want to do business with smaller. Our, our minimum is is a hundred thousand, for instance, and, and you're even seeing some firms want move things above that because it, the the uh and, and we did that just because I really want to keep the 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 size down to a group of people we can work with. But in the past, I've always had a lot of uh, I, I we took accounts any size. But now I'm hearing more and more they just do not want to deal with 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 the smaller accounts because because they're just concerned about uh, about what what's going to happen with these new these new Department of Labor rules. And this has become a huge problem out there. The uh, uh, another thing, actually, I want to talk about, uh, touch base on that as well is it's just rolling rolling over into a uh, uh, into uh, a Roth IRA uh, or converting your IRA to a uh, to a to a Roth IRA. Once something to think about. This has been pop. It's not as popular as it once was. And, and really, what I've found after years in the business is we see very few people actually converting to the Roth and. Uh, the, remember the advantage to an IRA is you get tax-free growth and you get a deduction. So I can take a a five thousand fifty five hundred dollar uh, put that money into the IRA uh, sixty five hundred if I'm over fifty. I get a deduction. So I get a fifty five hundred dollar tax deduction off my taxes. Then what I do is it grows tax-free. Now when I take the money out, I have to pay taxes at that point in time. So let's say I'm sixty five years old or seventy. I decide to buy a car or whatever. I'm living off of the money. I take five thousand dollars out. Then. I get uh, that goes on my tax bill. With the Roth IRA, I put the fifty five hundred in. I do not. I do not get a deduction. It also grows tax free. But when I take the money out, I pull it out tax free. Now, what's happened though is with the Federal Reserve reducing interest rates so low, expected returns across all asset classes are down from what they what they historically have been over the last hundred and fifty years. It, it, and so in that case of historically low lower returns expected across all asset classes the value of the Roth isn't quite what it was in the in the value of the tax deduction today is in my opinion is a little higher in uh, be, because you're not going to get as as much expected growth over time to take to take the money out and so so that, that that's just something that you don't hear a lot about of but but but, but uh, I I think the advantages of the Roth aren't quite as good as they once were just because of the changes in the in the in the uh the the Federal Reserve keeping rates as low as they've been, and, and, and so this is something um, that that we're going to hear more talk about. I mean, I, I think you're going to see a lot of of talk. I, what you want to do uh, about retirement plans? You want to stick to your plan today. This is what you remember: if you have a a four hundred one k plan or a four hundred three b or four fifty seven, you put. Your the lion's share of your savings into those plans. People come to us. Look, we get a lot of people that come to us. They've been laid off here recently. They come and they say, "Look, I've I need to move my four hundred one k." They come over to Max Out Savings Advisors to man to 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 uh, to to have us manage the assets for for them using our value investing approach, kind of a risk based approach we use. So we open an account up for them. We actually use TD Ameritrade, and we get them set up. And, and then they'll go, hey, I've got a new job. Uh, 
I've been putting some money in the in my uh, thing over here. Should I should I participate in the four hundred one k plan? And my answer is always absolutely. You want to put the maximum in your four hundred one k plan that you can, and after that, you come bring us more money. After you put the maximum you can in your four hundred one k plan. Now, why do I do that? I tell you because the reason is is I know if they're sending me a check once a month. They'll be pretty good about it, but if something comes up, uh, they're buying a car, or a medical uh, issue, or something comes up, they'll suddenly stop putting the money in. And I, but I know if they have their four hundred one k plan, that money comes out every time before they take, before they uh, can spend it. And so I know over the long time, the odds favor that money always building up in a four hundred one k plan versus them putting the money over with us. We'd prefer to have the money come to us, but I understand that it's better for them to have the money going into their 401k plan because it's going to constantly go in there and it's idiot proof, which is what we try to do is is the strategy you should have, it should be as simple as possible. I, I, it really, the simpler a strategy is, the more likely it succeeds. The more complex a strategy is, the, the more the the more likely it is to fail. And uh, NASA does a great job of complexity. They've got thousands of engineers watching every little thing all the time, and that's all they do. You have a job to do. You have a family to to raise. You've got uh, outside things going on all the time, and and you don't have that ability. So you keep it simple, and that's going to make you wealthy and a millionaire. Uh, where to go? Speaking of. Uh, non-millionaires in Venezuela, uh, a very interesting story uh, came across. Uh, Reuters has been doing some good work on this, and some of the things we've been struggling is to understand is is China. And we, we, we talk a lot about China. China just is, is a disaster. It's, it's, it, it, the debt levels in China are extraordinarily, and it's going to lead to severe problems in, in China. But one of the things, China has, has a 3.5. They had $4 trillion a, a couple of years ago, foreign exchange reserves. So one of the things that we've been saying is the Chinese are trying to move out of the dollar, and we think they're buying gold and they're buying other commodities. Now, that's been very hard to pin down. I've gone to these big, some of these big national conferences, these big think tank conferences, and I've talked to head of commodity firms trying to dig out this stuff, and they'll tell me, Ted, we have trouble really understanding what's going on in China. And they're not going to tell me everything, but I think that was a pretty honest assessment. And, but, but that's what we've been thinking. Well, Reuters came across a fascinating story that – China has – and this has big implications for Houston. China has has lent out between 30 and $50 billion to, to countries with the idea they're going to be repaid in oil. And it, it, the biggest ones have been basically Angola, Nigeria, Venezuela, Iraq, and Kurdistan and Ecuador. And, and, and so it worked real well. They got their uh, – uh, for instance, Venezuela got $50 billion worth of loans. Now, Venezuela has blown through their money, by the way. They, now they have no money for anything. They, they don't even have money for food in Venezuela. And, 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 but they're, they're having to pay back the oil loans. Now, if, if let's say I have to pay back, uh, it's going to take me uh, every year I have to pay back uh, for fifty, uh, I, I borrow fifty billion, so I, I have to pay back a billion dollars a year. In oil, is at a hundred dollars. Uh, that works out to be what is that? A hundred million barrels? Uh, wait, ten million? Uh, t- uh, ten million barrels? Uh, well, anyway, so you know, it's hard to do math when you're on the radio. It's very hard. Uh, so anyway, but so that they've got to pay back a billion dollars a year, and. Uh, it's a and that works out to be about ten million barrels, uh, or more. Ten million barrels. Now here's the problem: if they if oil goes down to thirty three dollars, they all of a sudden have to pay back thirty million barrels of oil a year, and they're having to pay back more than that because if they're borrowing fifty million, they're probably buying, so they're probably paying ten, uh, you know, the ten fifteen million barrels or more of oil every year to sit there and pay for that. The problem is, and forgive the, the math screw up here, but uh, the uh, ten, uh, 
they have to pay back three times as much oil as they had to before. So it's it's like in the old days when you took out a, a an adjustable rate loan and you're paying back four percent, and all of a sudden interest rates triple to twelve percent, and your payments triple. You you're in real big trouble. Well, the problem the Venezuelan people ha- the government has is they're having to pay back three times as much oil as they have, which means they're having to allocate oil revenue from elsewhere to pay that they could have gotten revenue for to pay off the Chinese loan. They don't have the money, and and and, and China is getting three times as much oil as they thought. Remember now we. Listeners of this show know that we have been saying that China's oil imports have gone up 20%. And we're saying, how is this possible? The Chinese economy in the first quarter seemed to go down. It was doing very poorly in the fourth quarter. It was a disaster. So how could oil – the economy is not getting that much better. What's going on here? And and are they stockpiling oil and for what reason? Now we know the answer to this. It's these oil-based loans. So fast forward into into, – into the year, oil prices plunged to $26. In some cases, these loans were made at 110 They're having to pay back sometimes f- over four and a half times, four, a little more, four times more oil, which is bankrupting these countries. And so two things, China is being flooded with oil, but they have to get the price of oil up. Otherwise, it's going to bankrupt these countries and lead to diplomatic problems as well. Now, China's thinking, hey, this was a good deal because we took $50 billion worth of uh of uh, of uh, loans, probably more than that, it, of dollars, lent it out. We're getting oil back, which gets us away from the dollar, which they, they're trying to get away from the dollar as much as possible in, in their stockpiling commodity commodities. It, 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 and, and so what's happened is, is they have sucked up additional amounts of oil. It's being stockpiled. Which oil production is staying high, but the but it's it's being sucked up into stockpiles, which mean in the price is going up, and they're pushing the price up to prevent a collapse here, of the of these markets, and but the problems coming in is that oil is still out there, and I don't think oil go, is going to go much above. $50 a barrel. We think that that China has been very, and there was another story that came out this week that the Chinese were going to be setting. We're going to be involved in the commodity markets and be setting prices in commodities. That's a story that came out of China. We've been talking about that for a couple of weeks that we felt China was manipulating oil prices. Now we know why they're manipulating oil prices because they were in trouble on oil-based loans and had to push the price up or they were going to bankrupt the countries. That's one of the reasons. That's one of the re- There's some other reasons as well that you've seen oil prices go up. This is why we've not seen the inventory destocking that you normally see at the bottom of commodity markets. This also tells us oil is probably not going to go much above $50 here. And this is big news for Houston. So this, I'm sorry, that's a little complicated. These are very complex issues we're dealing with here. But I want you to understand is a couple things. China's trying to get out of the dollar. They're trying to buy oil and other commodities to diversify. And they pushed up commodity prices to try to stabilize these emerging markets. And one of the reasons is because they took out, they, they made massive loans and wanted, they didn't want payments in dollars. They wanted payments in oil, which is a very interesting thing. And it, it, it tells us where the Chinese are going. So something to think about. Uh, bottom line, oil prices are probably going to peak. Last week, we talked about the the the, the uh, forward curve on the futures is right about $50. It's it, it Oil got hit $50 this week, but the futures are about 51 52 even out 12 months or more. So Probably not going to see a big move up in oil from here, uh, but but fascinating. Uh, interesting things going on in China. Now they're trying to claim – they literally made the claim that they were going to be setting commodity prices this week. Uh, this story with China is not going away. China has got massive amounts of debt. Their economy is out of control. They're in, fin- they're in financial trouble, and uh, it, and and. And you're seeing these problems around the world and they're not going away. And this is one of the reasons you really have to have your guard up and really understand the world. Uh, and we're going to write some about this. If you're not going to the website, sign up for this free newsletter. We're going to be writing about this. We'll be right back. If you get a question or comment, 713-339-1070 on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. 
Hi, this is Sam Malone for Brinkman Roofing. Look, when it comes to protecting your family, your home, from the elements, your roof should be your top priority. Top like the roof. Brinkman Roofing is family-owned and operated, a family that has been the most trusted and reputable name in roofing for Houston, the Woodlands, Galveston, heck, all over Southeast Texas for over 40 years. Brinkman Roofing has become synonymous with quality workmanship at a fair price. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Brinkman Roofing is a GAF Master Elite contractor and can offer warranties for workmanship for up to 25 years backed by the manufacturer. That's something less than 3% of contractors in the area can actually provide. Brinkman can install all types of roofing products such as tile, metal. They can even do solar panel shingles that can help you pay your electricity bill. Call today for a free, no obligation estimate for your roofing needs. The number is simple, 281-480-ROOF or online, brinkmanquality.com, brinkmanquality.com. There's a reason people keep going to Pasadena Gun Center. They've got it all under one roof, a 25-yard indoor range, great prices on firearms, a full-service gunsmith, and $50 in-house license to carry classes. Don't miss the big Memorial Day sale this week. 10% off all firearms, free gun rentals, ammo purchases required, and a one-year membership, only $100. Pasadena Gun Center, 206 East Shaw in Pasadena. Call 713-472-0417 or online at PasadenaGunCenter.com. Pasadena Gun Center, why go anywhere else? Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 10,010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. On the next Mike Gallagher Show, we have a special Memorial Day show honoring our nation's fallen soldiers. Foster Freeze has offered to match up to $25,000 in donations to the National World War II Museum from our listeners until June 4th. We want to remember the families who've sacrificed their loved ones at the altar of freedom. You're going to hear from World War II vets and more. Join us on the next Mike Gallagher Show. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1070. The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. If you got a question or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. We'd be happy to answer them. Uh, the uh, uh, a couple things. Uh, we're, you know, we're writing about some of the stuff we've been talking about today in our Max Out Savings Report, which is a free report we send out to listeners of the Max Out Savings Show. Just go to the website. It's maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for it. Uh, we have all types of, of interesting things in there. And uh, every, everything from common 401k mistakes to IRA rollovers to uh, why the uh, financial system has problems to the debt levels in China. We we try to put a lot of good stuff in there. I use kind of a barbell approach, which I means I put some really complicated things and try to make them simple. Some of the stuff like these Chinese loans, we're, oil loans we're talking about, to also how to roll over an IRA uh, to, to, to common foreign came mistakes. There's a lot of good stuff in the report. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavingswithans.com. And, and if you need some help with your uh, IRA rollover, if you're uh, if you need some help managing your retirement in these very uncertain times, we use the value-based investment approach to retirement planning, and uh, we'll show you how we do it. Uh, by, by the way, one thing I, I, the I, I I must be asleep today, but you can roll over the IRA into into, into the four hundred three b and also a four hundred one k. Uh, plan. It, it's not something we see a lot of it, and some a lot of plans don't allow it, but some do. So it is possible. So Carl, Carl, yes, the answer is yes. You can can do that, and uh, the uh, so that that's something to think about. The typically when you when you have a comp when you're at the company plant and you leave the company, you have a couple choices with these. You you can you can. Leave the money in your 401k plan. A lot of people do that, uh, at least initially, and then they, after a while they decide they're going to move it out there. And, and I, I tell you, that's getting tougher because in the old days, you really could count on – you knew the your benefits person. You can call up people you knew and 
they're at the company. Look, a lot of these plans are just they they've jobbed out a lot of these these plans nowadays. People like Fidelity are handling this and they you know, they don't care who you are and you're better off generally moving it to a to a uh to your new company or rolling over the, the money into your plan. And the worst thing you want to do is take the money out of your four one K plan and, and and spend it. Even even if if look, a lot of people have been laid off. The last thing you want to touch is your savings, particularly your four one K plan. So do everything you can to try to prevent that. And uh and remember if you take the money out, you're also if you're under fifty nine and a half, you're subject to income tax plus a ten percent penalty. And, and and the the final thing you can also annuitize your 401k plan. Uh, you already have an annuity with your with your social security, so that's I, we generally think that uh, a rollover gives you better inflation protection over the long term. Now, Tate, let's take a call from Randy. Hey, Randy, how you doing? Hi, Ted. How are you? Doing pretty good. Good, Ted. Uh, I'm looking. I've been looking at the yield curve, and it looks like it's beginning to flatten. The yeah. uh, yeah. The two the two to ten year you know spread is going from about one hundred five down to about ninety five. Is uh, where 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 is this taking us? And I got one other question about a QLAC, if you if you if you can. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The, the the to answer the first question is uh the look this is something we're watching and and we're we're in the we're in some of the longer term government bonds for our clients right now and 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 we got good profits on them and I'm really watching that closely. The, the the short term rates are going up. The the the, the longer term bonds appear to be holding for now, and, and that's what I'm watching. And, and the thing that makes this really difficult: interest rates. It, the zero interest rate policy in record, in, not record, but very 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 low long term rates. I, I'm 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 try, I want to make sure I understand how that works at this level because in the past people watched that when it got flat and the markets would sell off, but but that was when when the long rate was at maybe three and a half or four and the rates went up to three and a half. Here it's harder to gauge what's what's going to happen in, in uh, along those lines. But this is something that we're watching. I think the Fed's going to raise rates in June and possibly one more time because I think they want to have the firepower. To in case the economy goes into recession, and I don't think they want to be dealing with raising interest rates next year when the new president gets in, because that guy's going to be pretty up or girl's going to be pretty upset if 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 they start raising rates on their watch after giving Barack Obama a free pass for eight years. All right. Well, it looks like the market's getting ahead of the Federal Reserve here, and they're starting to uh, raise the rates. If you, I noticed it for for. I don't know from three three years or something like that. The short term was was basically flat zero, and now you're coming up to. I think the three months has come up to like a half a percent, and the two years up about what one or something like that. So yeah, they really that, come yeah. off off that off that off that flat zero your level, and uh, uh, the Federal Reserve had moved but once, but I think the market's getting ahead of them. That that's what I think. And, and look, keep in mind. We're talking at one percent. In the past, when we would be having this discussion, they would be taking rates up to maybe three before we'd be having this discussion. And that that I I, I think it's not going to slow things down as much as people think because if rates go from zero to three quarters of a percent, I don't think anybody even you know. I mean, and that's what I I suspect the Fed's a little spooked about. I, you know, I, I'm not sure. They got to be looking at that too, and they're not saying a word about that. Which usually, if they're not saying a word about something, that sometimes means that's what they're kind of watching. Right. That's typically they're trying to fake us out. Now, Ted, on this, uh, when you talk about this, I'm looking at my RMD, and uh, I'm looking at one of these QLACs. Uh, I call it qualifying long longevity annuity contract, and uh, where you where you 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 take money out of your IRA or any any deferred instrument, and you you defer your start date on your annuity. Is this a good plan? Yeah, it's it's a good plan if uh, it, what you're talking about is simply an annuity that that uh, that uh, more of a fixed annuity that that say let's say I, I'm going to wait till I'm 65 or or, or I'm going to wait till 75 or 80 to start taking more money out later in my life. I'm going to need this, correct? Right. Well, yeah. What what you're trying to do is cheat the government out of some out of the tax money because what you're doing is is just this lowers your 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 the base of your RMD. You see, to a certain point in time, so that you don't end up paying as much taxes. Yeah. Yeah. And eventually, and say when you're 80, it kicks in. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. You, you can wait up till I think eighty five, something like that. Now there's a maximum limit of one hundred twenty five thousand dollars, and these things are pretty simple because there's no there's no period certain or anything like that. It's just a lifetime annuity. Well, yeah. See, and what you're kind of gaming is is if you're going to live a long time, it's a good deal, and if you're not, that's the, the the thing and, and I tell you sometimes what you do is you look how long your parents lived and that gives you at least a starting point. Yeah, yeah well the the issue is there. Say say you you wait five years on your deferment before you can start in your payout. Now, it if you give them say one hundred twenty five thousand dollars or or some amount, it takes about nine years to to break even to get your money back. So if you add those two together, you're talking about roughly fifteen years before you would get your money back. Now. The question is, are you going to live that long? Yeah, well, and, and I tell you where these things maybe in some cases may help a little bit is if you think, hey, I'm, I've got money coming in now, and uh, particularly for guys, we get a lot, we have a lot of people that are, of our clients that work part-time consulting and things. Where so if you want to kind of kick it out maybe and say, look, I don't need the money now, uh, where I really could have a problem is 10 years from now, then it makes sense. Right, yeah. If you've got a million dollars in your IRA and you can take 125000 out and defer that, that's going to lower your RMD. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're making a bet that you're going to live a long time and do something, which isn't a bad idea. And in in the danger then is is the thing. But my recommendation to you, if you're going to do it, I would do it more for for inflation income and income protection planning than I would do it for the tax. Well, typically, I look at it fidelity. They got a they got a two percent inflation rider you can put on there if you want to. But of course, this this lowers your 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 monthly payout a little bit, see. Yeah, my, look, my guess, if I had to bet with inflation is, if inflation comes back, I think it, it's either going to be just the benign inflation or it's going to explode. Well, it's been in a downturn for years and years when even when Greenspan was still in there, you know. But at any time, it could come back up to when we had the Carter period, we had double-digit inflation. Yeah, yeah. And if I tell you what, it, it, with the high debt levels we have, we're looking more like a, a third-world country. We're, we're not, don't get me wrong, or even remotely there. In, in those places, we, and we did, we, we've done work in Germany. We've looked at Germany, Argentina, a lot of other places. And that inflation, when it goes up, it explodes. It, it, it doesn't go like two, three, four, five, six, seven. It, it goes two, three, three, five. Seven, ten, twenty, fifty—it just explodes. Well, I think we've—I think we've reached the Rubicon here. If 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 the communists uh, get elected in this election, I think yeah. we're heading towards Venezuela. Venezuela, if uh, if maybe Trump he gets elected, we're going to see what's going to happen. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm really hoping for Trump. I mean, I, I think yeah, I do think it makes a huge difference. And you're right about uh, Venezuela, Rand. I mean, people should really look and understand what's going on in Venezuela. It's a tragedy for those people. Well, all we need to do is let's send Clinton and Sanders down there and let them fix that country down there before they mess ours up. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Thanks, Ted. Bye-bye. Thanks, Randy. That's the best idea of the day. Uh, you got a question or comment, give us a call at 713-339-1070. Uh, what did it just touch base on the, the G, G7 meeting? And you said, look, Ted, why are you wasting my time with the G7 meeting? I'll tell you. Because when they had the G20 meeting, interestingly enough, all of a sudden the dollar started going down and oil started going up right after the meeting. And there was some real thinking out there that that there was a deal made to to take the dollar down. And and that's when the market started stabilizing, oil went up and the dollar went down. This time the Japanese really wanted something they think that the conditions particularly in the emerging markets are much closer to 2008. And this is one of the reasons why I I, I genuinely believe that oil prices have been pushed up to $50 to try to stabilize the emerging markets in some of these oil-based bonds and a number of other things out there. There's a lot of winners at $50 oil, and and they're pretty desperate. But but Abe in Japan, the prime minister did not he he did not get the deal he was looking for uh, for a big a big stimulus program or something like that. The the Germans and the Americans kind of uh, put that on the back burner. So so what he he's saying is if you look at the emerging market, the Japanese guy, if you look at the emerging market uh, GDP growth. Export growth and investment growth, it's looking much very similar to 19. 19-
2008. And if you look at commodity prices, the collapse in commodity prices over the last year and a half, again, look very similar to 2008. He didn't get what he wanted. But with, was there some type of deal on the dollar and possibly, and that's what we want to kind of watch. And so the reason why we're watching the G7 is we're pretty sure there was a deal made at the G20. We're trying to, to watch that. And, and the dollar, the key is it could be to push the dollar down, which which strengthens up some of these other currencies a little bit because the, the Chinese are tied to the dollar. Again, these are very complicated issues, but it's something to watch. Look, where are we right now? I think you really have to sit back and say, what does this have to do with my form, my, my savings? A couple things. The market is near 17 times earnings, which is, is pretty richly priced. It's not at the top end of the range. Uh, but if you look at it on a cash flow basis or price to sales ratio, it's near record all-time high levels. And why is that? And the answer is because corporate uh, corporations in this country have really maximized margins by not spending on capital spending, not spending on R&D, new, uh, new plant equipment kind of capital spending. Uh, they've not given out raises and they've not hired people. Instead, they're buying back stock. So it's a little richer than most people think. We're going into a, a presidential election that has been completely unpredictable by everyone out, out there has been wrong on this one so far. So it's completely unpredictable. We have a, a, a big problems in China coming up. We've got the the, the possible exit out of, uh, of Britain out of the U, uh, out of the uh, EU uh, coming up in June, and we have the Federal Reserve now hike made it very clear they're going to hike interest rates in June or July. There's a lot of stuff on the table. We also have a collapse in commodity prices, and we have an absolute disaster in retail sales numbers coming out across the board with the exception of Amazon in the last quarter. These are not real positive things. It's a lot of uncertainty. You've got to market at a high level. So I think you've got to be very cautious, and we really have our guard up, and I think that's what you have to be in the market. In the world today, you've got to have a risk plan in place, and that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We we do a lot of risk analysis work to understand the markets and, and try to work to, to, to kind of mitigate some of the huge swings and, and to try to figure out what's going to happen like in 2008, which we did a very good job of. And even going back to 87, we understand the markets and using our value investing approach. So if you need some help, go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. And by the way, sign up for that free newsletter. It's free. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. And I hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, Enjoy the holiday. Uh, happy Memorial Day, and we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. Yeah.